TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's 1007 WTIC News Talk 1080. Will Marotti, Will Marotti Show. Matt Sorois, our Master of Ceremonies. Hope you had a good weekend. We did. If you're a Ram fan, you're happy. Um, <laughs> you guys on Twitter are brutal. You really are. Um, <laughs> Oh yeah, and and uh, Matt called it. Matt was a hundred percent right. <laughs> uh, we I think we both felt like the Rams were going to win out. I I said Rams by four, and it been being Rams by three because they missed extra point. I was so mad about that, but uh, still won it. But Matt Matt called Cooper Cup at the and this was Friday. Matt called Cooper Cup MVP, and um, and so it was, and, and well deserved, well deserved. I mean, just a great great. Uh, Great game, great, uh, great outcome. If you're a Rams fan, and we're happy, we're happy for that. But there's there's important news to talk about. And joining us now uh, on the hotline with the Heritage Foundation, former uh, military uh, uh, person, uh, West Point graduate, War College, thirty years in the military, most of those spent working in special forces, Pentagon. And I'm glad he's here because I've got some other things to ask him besides Russia today. Joining us. Uh, good friend Steve Bucci. Steve, welcome to the show. Hi, Pastor. It's good to be back on. Thank you for having me. Have a good weekend, I hope. We did. Good, good. Hey, so uh, before I get into the, the Russia-Ukraine thing, which I, I had, I heard a surprising take uh, yesterday in, in the morning shows. I wanted to run by. You, you've worked in and around intelligence apparatus in your 30 years and all the time in special forces. Um, does this John Durham report that came out, was it surprising to you? Do you, do you think, yeah, it could have happened? Um, are, are, are you not familiar with it or do you, do you have some sense of, of where, where it may be going with Hillary really now being identified at the, the Clinton campaign, uh, using technology to infiltrate servers at both, uh, Trump campaign and then later the White House? Well, it it doesn't surprise me, <clears throat> mostly because 
the other story that everyone's been chasing, you know, the whole four years President Trump was in office and since then, mm-hmm. that, you know, he was the problem, that it was he and the Russians all, it just never held water. Yeah. Uh, it was, it, it felt bogus from the get-go. Uh, I am surprised that the the Merrick Garland Justice Department allowed Durham to continue to do what he was doing. <laughs> And and has not taken steps to squash it mm-hmm. uh, because it, you know, frankly, is is putting the crosshairs on, you know, one of the darlings of the left and essentially vindicating President Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, the investigations that they did, uh, you know, against President Trump all came up as nothing burgers. Uh, but the, the left said, well, you know, you just haven't proved anything. Well, now. You've had a long-term, uh, very serious investigation. And it kind of looks like what a lot of us thought, uh, you know, has been proven to be true. Where it goes from here, you know, sadly, is frankly up to the Justice Department. Yeah. Uh, Merrick Garland gets to decide whether they press charges on anybody, uh, whether this gets any attention at all. If the Justice Department and the White House either ignore it or downplay it, mm-hmm. and then in collusion with the press, and I'm using that word on purpose, uh, <laughs> they refuse to cover it or they poop it, and uh, it's it's unlikely to go anywhere, which yeah. is sad because I think the American people deserve the truth. Uh, you know, is that going to change the minds of people on the left? Absolutely not, because I think people on the left understood what they were doing was bogus too and that this is probably the truth uh but i think at the very least the press kind of deserves or kind of uh owes president trump some huge apologies for lying for carrying the water people like adam schiff need to be held to account for lying over and over and over again to the american people because they're the ones who said, we saw the evidence. We know that this is true. And it's all turned out to be not just wrong, but exactly 180 degrees in the opposite direction. Yeah. I I just, um, I guess what I'm most surprised at, and I understand it was Super Bowl weekend. I understand today's Valentine's Day, but I, I was surprised at the, 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 the media-free blackout. There, there was. I saw zero, and I and I I pay attention. I saw, I heard zero coverage about this. Fox reported it. The New York Post reported it. After that, I mean, you you you'd be have you'd have a hard time even find anybody mentioning it. And so I guess I wonder what happens with this report. Does anything happen with this report, or is this simply gonna gonna get lost in the shuffle? And uh, and then Russia is going to invade Ukraine, and then there's a, a wonderful distraction again about all of it, um, which leads me to my next question. And the question is 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 Russia now? I heard uh, I think this was a former undersecretary under President Trump. I forget his name. He's being interviewed, and he said, "You know, people forget that Ukraine's been at war with Russia. This all started what back in in, in Obama's days when they inv- and when they invaded the Crimea." Exactly. Um, and so there's already been been this this deal between Russia and Ukraine, 
And he said the Russians are very, uh, the Ukrainians are very proud people. They're not going to let Russians just stroll in and take over. He said there's going to be a lot of casualties. A lot of people are going to die here. Ukraine has an army of 200,000. Russia are obviously bigger. They only have 130,000 to border, but they've got good weapons and they and they and they are willing to fight fiercely. Was the impression of this former uh, official? Do, do you do you do you believe that? Is that true? Do you think or? I I do believe. I think that's a, a good uh, assessment uh, that the Ukrainian military, when all was started back with Crimea under President Obama had you know a lot of people in their army but they were not well trained their equipment was basically you know legacy old cold war stuff the russian army has made a lot of progress technologically they're bigger they're stronger with mm. the, the weaponry they have but since crimea and especially since uh the donetsk uh, area on eastern the eastern border with russia was stolen uh, the Ukrainians have said, you know, enough's enough. We're not just going to let them, you know, piecemeal take our country. We're going to prepare to fight. They've been fighting all along in trench warfare, uh, trying to protect their sovereignty from these Russian incursions. They've gotten better equipment. They've gotten more modern equipment. They've expanded their military. They've expanded their mobilization capability so they can get People who are, you know, essentially like the equivalent of our reserves can get called up to fight. And the Ukrainians have served notice and said, we're going to fight. If you come, Russia, we, we understand we're probably going to lose. They don't say that part, but sure, you know, everybody sure. knows that. But they are going to make Russia pay an awful cost for doing this. Putin understands that. Mm -hmm. I hope and pray that Putin really doesn't want to pay that cost. He's hoping that by his bluster, by the positioning of the military, by making threats, by trying to blame the Ukrainians for the whole thing in the first place, which is so ludicrous, and then trying to blame NATO for the whole thing, which is frankly just as lud mm -hmm. uh, ludicrous, uh, that we will bow, we'll bend, we'll compromise and give him some of what he wants, and then he gets to declare victory, and then, you know, six months, a year down the road, he gets to try and run the whole scam again. Mm. That's what he's hoping for. I hope we don't allow him to do it. Uh, we saw one unfortunate uh, huge chink in NATO's armor when, when Macron suddenly says, well, maybe we should just put, you know, Finland eyes, uh, Ukraine, which for those that don't remember, during the Cold War, Finland, by agreement between NATO and the Warsaw Pact, both countries said, hey, they're neutral. We won't try and get them on our side. The Finns, though, wanted that uh, status. So it, it wasn't something that was imposed on them. Uh, now you have Macron doing the Neville Chamberlain thing <laughs> of, you know, saying, well, we'll we'll just make them neutral. Well, yeah. Who's, what right do you have, Mr. Yeah, Macron, right, to right, say right. that for the Ukrainian people? Right. Why doesn't that sovereign nation have the right to choose where they want to engage, who they want to be connected with? And the problem is Putin doesn't want to give them that right. Putin right. says they don't have that right. 
we should be the ones who dictate what Ukraine does and what they don't do. And we should not allow that to stand, because if we do, it's going to just continue down the road Mm -hmm. and they will slowly chew back more and more of these countries that don't want to be associated with Russia. Right, right. Something else. We're talking about Steve Bucci Heritage Foundation. Steve, one one more thing. I want to get your take on this. The same person I heard say the interview talking about the fact that Ukrainians will fight. They won't. They won't just lay down for this. Is saying that that they suspect Putin is surprised because Putin thought with all the saber rattling and bringing the troops to the border and doing everything was that he would have. He thought or maybe he would have expected that Ukraine would have wanted to have some negotiation. And apparently young President Zelensky wants no part of it. He's he's not going to negotiate with Putin at all. And he's also surprised at our response with the massive array of weapons that we've sent in already and, and the solidarity, at least the parent solidarity with NATO, even though Ukraine's not a NATO member. He thinks Putin's probably looking for a way out at this point. I, I hope he's right. That's kind of what I'm praying for, uh, that Putin will reevaluate what's going on and say, you know what? We're really not going to get what we want out of this. The the cost, if we go in and blood and treasure, is going to be enormous. Uh, We're going to have these sanctions, which, you know, they could probably weather, but they don't want to. They'd rather continue making money through the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't want to see all that go away. So we're all hoping they'll kind of back down you know, they'll say a bunch of stuff and say, well, this is all we were ever doing anyway. The West is the one who cooked up all this stuff that we're going to invade. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, no country moves 150,000 when you count the ones up in Belarus, too. Mm-hmm. Troops and tanks and artillery, you know, right up against the border of another sovereign country. Uh, and, and everybody knows what Putin's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I hope he does back off. You know, we don't have to give him anything, I don't think, if we stand firm. Uh, He's a bully, and when you stand up to bullies, they usually back down. Uh, (laughs) We'll see where that goes. Right now, there's no domestic crisis in Russia that, you know, he has to respond to. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was just taking his shot here. Uh, You know, the Chinese are hoping he at least gets something that sets a precedent so that they have that precedent to point at when they go after Taiwan. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if we can foreclose that, you know, it's it's a double win for freedom uh, and and for sovereignty of of legitimate nations. But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Putin is known for taking big chances and and assuming a lot of risk. But I really hope and pray that in this case, he doesn't cross that line, that he does say, okay, we're going to back off for now. And if he wants to wave his finger at it and say, but, you know, they, they really still should be part of Russia, you know, to set the stage for the future. We may have to accept that and then deal with that down the road. But right yeah. now, you know, if they go in, there's going to be a lot of people are going to die. A lot of Ukrainians, yeah. and frankly, a lot of Russians. Russians. Yeah. Uh, and nobody wants that. There's no upside for anybody to do that. Last question, Steve. Do you foresee any possibility or any scenario where we could actually be drawn into this with our own troops? 
I don't think you will see American ground troops involved. You know, you might have some special operators go in and do it. I think our air forces might be involved if this turned into a big shooting war. The, the Ukrainians don't have sufficient air power right. to augment their ground troops. Mm-hmm. So to give them a, a chance, we might engage that way. I think our logistics troops in the neighboring countries would be involved. But, I, you know, for us to get tank divisions and, and Marine Corps, you know, uh, amphibious groups in there, it's a long way away, and, and that's a difficult thing, and the Russians are right there. So I don't believe we would do that. I don't think we have an interest in doing that, but there could be some Americans who get involved in it, prob- probably in the logistics and, and air support roles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's pray that uh, something happens. I mean, you know, there's a story in, in, the, in the Bible when the Assyrians were going to try to invade Jerusalem, and they had a hundred thousand guys at 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 the, at the gates of the city, and something happened in the middle of the night. And the Bible recalls that as an angel of death passed through the camp, and all these Syrian soldiers were killed. And um, who knows why? Poison, food poisoning, uh, underground. You know, a, a fissure opens up, and toxic gases come. But anyway, it happened. And I don't, I don't, I don't wish death on anyone. But if that would stop the conflict. And would protect and would protect folks in Ukraine. I, I guess I'd probably take that one. Steve, thank you so much, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, Pastor. Have a good week and be safe. And let's keep praying that uh, we don't have any loss of life. That's, uh, amen. Thank you, Steve. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Come back, Irene. I see you out there. Eight hundred nine six six nine eight four two eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. What do you think about the Durham report? What do you think about Hillary Clinton? Who's going to be held accountable for it? And do you think Russia will, in fact, invade or will they back off? We'll get your, your thoughts when we return. This is Local Radio, the Will Marathi Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back. So we have time for a call before the break. Let's go to Irene in East Hartford. Hello, Irene. Hi. Happy Valentine's Day to you and your audience. I have a couple of questions. The first one is, um, one of your callers called in and said only Fox News reported it. Well, Newsmax also reports them. Oh, I'm sorry. I I excluded Newsmax. Newsmax is very good. And the other one is about Clinton. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised about it breaking. I didn't think it ever would Mm -hmm. because it wasn't just she. She's a sore loser, but Obama also is involved in this. Okay, mm-hmm. and and, how, and how, what makes you say I that? I mean, I'm curious. What makes you say that? Oh my goodness, they were in cahoots for a long time. It was well known when he was in office. They were having arguments, and and uh, they had to hush up because they had so much on each other. And all of a sudden, the story stopped. You know, to me, in my heart. It's not Biden that's running this country. It really isn't. You got Obama there, who's also with George Soros. Biden is just a figurehead, if you want to call him that now. Um, I mean, why is this man still in office? Why can't we, the people of America, get him out of there before we become Venezuela? Well, again, you know, we can talk about who else is behind it, but what we do have is facts. We have incontrovertible facts 
from the John Durham camp investigation saying that Hillary's campaign completely, completely constructed the Russian collusion story. And I think we should start there because we know that's true. Everything else is speculative, whether Obama's involved, or Soros is involved, but we know for fact that Hillary was involved, and we should we should hold her accountable, number one. I mean, thanks for your call. All right, um, there the, the House today is going to be talking, or the Senate today is going to be talking about the extending the emergency orders of, of Governor Lamont, masks on kids. We're going to have somebody coming up next hour, half hour, talk about it. Very much disagrees with the mask mandate. We'll find out why. Uh, when we return, Laura Devlin, uh, state reps, can be with us when we get back. Back to the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back, 1038. Phone lines are busy. Uh, and we're going to take a break here just for a moment, guys. And uh, I want to talk about switch gears a little bit to Connecticut. We're going to come back. We're going to take more calls. But uh, right now we've got online uh, someone who I asked to call in. Or we asked to be our guest, um, and it, and I'm just trying to get a take on where the House and where the Senate here in Connecticut are going to go with this continuing. I think they're trying to grasp on as long as they can to, with COVID control. Uh, but we've got State Rep on uh, uh, Laura Devlin represents the 134th District, primarily Fairfield, Trumbull. So, uh, Laura, welcome to the program. Pastor Will, thank you for having me on. I've got a. Uh, Got an article here this morning. I know the House voted last week on, uh, I don't know, some some continuation of sorts, but the Senate will vote today or discuss today uh, extending uh, powers or, or not extending powers, all having to do with COVID and, and largely with the mask mandate. And I think at least the people that I talk to are pretty much done with it. Uh, the governor, I thought, took a very weak position in saying he was going to eliminate the mask mandate on February 28th, but then leaving it up to the districts. We know how that's going to play out. What caught my, my eye was uh, an art, a line that you said, and I've been th- thinking this for, for months. Uh, you said, uh, it, it, I quote, it's like theater, quite frankly. This doesn't do very much, but it makes people feel a lot better, talking about the mask. And I, and I could not agree with you more. Wh- when is this going to end, uh, Representative Devlin, in your opinion? Well, regrettably, with the Democrat majority in Hartford, not soon enough. Um, What the House voted on and what the Senate will vote today essentially extends the ability for the Department of Public Health, uh, Education, and Early Childhood to essentially have control over whether or not kids will make masks or wear masks in schools through June 30th. And that date of February 28th right now is a promise, right? There's the hope they hold to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it does provide the ability for districts to make a difference. Mm-hmm. But what it ignores, and I don't understand the tone deafness, is for parents to make the choice as to whether or not their children should wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I think uh, there was a poll recently taken, and I, I think nationwide, over 70% of uh, people believe the mask mandate should end. Certainly, uh, I know I've talked to uh, speech pathologists, school counselors, others who believe this is detrimental for particularly younger kids, and particularly oh. kids that are forming language. This is absolutely detrimental to their ability to do that, and, and it, it falls on deaf ears. No one cares. And that's what is so remarkable to me. 
I don't, you know, in my time in the legislature and colleagues who have served longer than me, all of us have said we have never received the outpouring of emails, of phone calls, of contacts. And they're not just form, cut and paste, send an email. There are these incredibly heart-wrenching stories Mm-hmm. That, you know, people, parents are, you know, at their wit's end, if you will. And you're absolutely right. There is, you know, growing evidence that the negative impact of masks outweighs any perceived benefits that they provide. Mm-hmm. And even the CDC stated that while they recommended cloth masks, knowing they weren't effective, they did so in order to prevent there being a run on, uh, you know, N95s and mm-hmm. uh, more effective equipment for healthcare providers early on. So it, it's uh, past time for the mask mandate to end. And I also had said, you know, there is nothing more fierce than a mom or a dad trying to protect their child. <laughs> Thank God. And Thank God. Nothing is going to stop the Department of Public Health. The commissioner, she could make issue guidance. Yeah. yeah. Do you think a parent wouldn't necessarily choose to follow it if it? was appropriate. So it's time for uh, parental choice and parental responsibility to take over. You know, I had, uh, we're talking with uh, state representative, Laura Devlin. I had a guest on uh, an attorney for the Connecticut uh, board of education association. And, and I asked, asked her some tough questions. I said, let me ask you a question. I mean, there's no, there's no debate that children under nine are the least affected population there's no debate that that Omicron is is a, is a much lesser variant in terms of in terms of virulence. Why not just let the kids be kids? If you want to protect the teachers and staff, then require them to be vaccinated and require all of them to wear N95 masks. Why can't we just do that? And of course, I got the standard line that you know we're trying to make sure it's safe for everybody and protecting kids and have you know I mean la la la. la. Wait, wait. Why why can't we just follow science on this one? <laughs> I mean, we're we're told the governor how many times the governor told us, oh, we're, all decisions are being made based on science. Well, if that's the case, why can't we just follow what we know to be true about science now two years into it and let the kids be kids? Right. I okay. I wholeheartedly agree with you. Yeah. Well, um, do you think among legislators? I mean, obviously you're. You're gonna you're gonna go know with the folks that that you caucus with, but do you think among legislators at large is there a sense that the public is just about done with this and 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 it's gonna be really bad if they don't if they don't listen to their constituents and and relent with this stuff? I don't know how they they couldn't have that sense, right? I mentioned the number of emails that also included handwritten cards, photos. Um, there was an informational hearing that was restricted in time. There were hundreds of parents that weren't able to uh, testify, but that also shared their stories. There was a rally at the Capitol, and there is a social media movement that is clearly sending the message to the Democrats who control both the House and the Senate in terms of being in the majority uh, to give parents the choice to wear masks or not. So we'll Mm -hmm. see what the Senate does today. Mm -hmm. Um, We did have a few Democrats that did join with us. A a couple voted in um, an amendment that I brought out to give parent choice. But it's disappointing that none of them stood up to try to encourage their colleagues 
to vote with them. Yeah. Um, and I, I just hope with the overwhelming majority of Democrats in the Senate, somebody is going to stand up and try to encourage their colleagues as well uh, to put this back in the hands of parents. And, and I, I wonder what's the fear of that, because, you know, it's saying to me, if, if you would stand up and you would and you would address and, and deal with what parents are concerned with, man, you'd pick up a lot of voters. <laughs> You know, there'd be a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm going to vote for, I'm going to vote for Laura because she was willing to stand up and speak the truth." I mean, why, why don't even Democrats, right? I mean, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle, but why aren't more people willing to 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 step away from the company line and pick up the voters? Oh, that's a real good question. But the proponent of the bill in the House said, "You know, we don't we don't know what we don't you know what what will come." Well, true, but it's not 2020 anymore. Right. When the pandemic hit, I think, you know, many of the things that happened were appropriate because we've never seen that know. before. Right. right. I agree. But now we know. Right. Yeah. You hear there's a new variant uh, that may be, you know, increasing. OK, mm-hmm. what are they finding out about it? Maybe we do need the mask now, but people yeah, can yeah. make that choice themselves. Sure. The government doesn't need to rule. I <laughs> I mean, you know, we're in winter time. It's the middle of winter. This is when this is when viruses are supposed to spread even more rapidly because we're cooped up together. We're inside, and and the facts are just the opposite. The, the cases are dropping. We're under as of Friday. We're under four and a half percent infection rate. Uh, hospitalizations are dropping. I mean, this the, uh, these numbers have been declining steadily now for almost a month, three weeks. And and for some reason that doesn't matter. That's the science. That's what's happening. That doesn't matter. We're still going to hang on to the mask for a while. Well, listen. Uh, thank you for coming on. I know it was short notice, but I wanted to get you in when I saw your quote in the paper and the article there because I appreciate it and I agree with it. And um, keep keep up the good fight, uh, Laura Devlin. We we appreciate what you're doing. Thank you, Pastor Will. Have a great day. Okay. All right, we'll take a break. Commercial, we'll come back. We're going to start for the last call of the day between Round Bagel, last call of the day. Back to the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. Just so you know, I had some, some Twitter comments, so I just want to, I won't say who it is, but I'll just. Um, I was up early this morning, 5 o'clock this morning, and I was looking at all of the news major news networks. I was looking at uh, ABC, C- CBS, NBC. Uh, I was looking at um, CNN. I was looking at MSNBC. Nobody, nobody, well, I was watching. Now, is it possible as I was switching the other channels, but nobody that I was watching flipping back and forth and back and forth talked about the Durham report. The only station that I, and I, and I, Normally, check Newsmax. I didn't this morning. I don't know why. The only station that I saw talking about it at all was Fox. The only print or or or, or electronic media that I saw have talked about it was um, the New York Post. So um, I don't I don't really have much to, to to say about about that entire mess other than yeah. Nobody was talking about it, and and I and that's what I found out. So uh, there, there you go. Um, we're going to set it now for the, uh, the, the 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 between round bagel last call of the day. If you are the last call day, you'll get a uh, certificate. And you'll get a dozen free uh, bagels for six months. 
from between rounds. You, it's a, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. So let us go to Sharik uh, uh, in Hartford. Sharik, welcome. Hi. Good morning, Festival. How are you? Good, good, good. So, What's on your mind? Uh, I just, can I just give a shout-out to somebody uh, quickly? Yeah, of course. Oh, you know what? Uh, this, uh, this guy, uh, Mr. Junior from South Whitney Garage in Hartford, um, he's a big fan of yours. He listened to your show. He's a good mechanic. Uh, too. Okay, good. Uh, all right, so thank, thank you. you very much, sir. Thank but you. the thing is, I just want to uh, come. I'm going to be quick. Um, uh, that uh, the, the reason uh, what I read about the special counsel John Durham is that the operative word, in my view, is the special counsel John Durham is building a case. So that's why he's probably not not caught the catch the fire that it should. And I agree with Mr. Steve Bucci, unless until uh, his report or whatever it comes taken by Mr. Carlin, the, uh, the Attorney General and the mm -hmm. DOG, DOJ, mm -hmm. then is going to uh, have some uh, big-time weight uh, with it, you know. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. so that's what I pray that he's building the case, but it's not maybe... Uh, not ready to come out of the oven yet fully. Yeah, probably. That's what I got impression. I'm not, I don't know. All the, as far as the, uh, Ukraine is concerned, uh, Pastor in my personal view, we have to snatch a piece out of the jaws of war, and it's still possible. <laughs> the reason is this. I don't think so Russia is going to invade, because if they would have invaded, they would have invaded already. You know, the biggest thing in the invasion is surprise. And everybody's yes. watching this. Yeah, this is hardly a well-kept secret. Everybody's watching online <laughs> all the time. You know. the, the other thing yeah. is this. I think so, but I read uh, a couple of days ago, is that the mo the lot of things have is, is right now is with the internal uh, 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 Ukrainian thing. There's a huge population of uh, Russians in the in the in the eastern zone. Yes. They only have captured a lot of territory in the eastern zone, the Donbas yes. region. Yes. And I think so. The Russia fears if Ukraine joins NATO, they can move against these Russians with impunity, like discrimination and all that thing they complain yeah. about all the time. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. I don't know so either. That, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to know that's what's... That's the biggest thing. Hard to know uh, what motivation for people is, right? one more thing I just want to say very quickly. That go ahead, Russia go ahead. Always... Last thing, go ahead. Huh? Okay, the, ahead, last uh, thing. Russia, Russia, always, Russia always complained that, oh, they, they, um, uh, they, they should not have done a few things in 1991. They withdrew from uh, Eastern Europe uh, or the, at the promises. Of, uh, of of just some words out of George H. W. Walker Bush. Well, I don't I don't understand that about these great, these great powers being so naive. Mm -hmm. I have to sign huge documents before I get a connection for Comcast. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know where, where are the documents. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a good point. You know, That's a good yeah, point. Yeah, I know. So uh, anyway, thanks a lot. For Thank it, you, and, Sharik. Uh, I always appreciate nice. your calls. Thank you very much. Let's go to Mike in Glastonbury. Mike, welcome to the show. Oh, hi, Pastor. Say, uh, did you ever get those cartoons that I sent to you? I didn't, no. I'll be doggone. Okay, I'll send Well, you know what? I, I shouldn't send it. If, did you send them to the, to the, uh, the radio station? I executive drive. Yeah, okay. I didn't, I didn't check my mail Friday, so maybe oh, they're there okay. and, I, and I just didn't see it. So Nine by 12. It could be me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you ever hear of a, a, a New York Times reporter named Walter Durante? I think so, yes. Yeah, well, this is about 90 years ago. He was working for the New York Times. Mm -hmm. He won a Pulitzer Prize, and the whole time he was situated in the Ukraine, what was called the Z Ukraine at the time. Mm, right, at the time, sure. And he was the top reporter from New York, and he never reported about what the Ukrainian people call, I think, the Homodor, the Great Starvation. Mm. 
Mm. Now, he was uh, given all kinds of cash money, cars, and mistresses by Joseph Stalin, who had an absolute control of the Soviet Union, mm -hmm. which engineered the crisis which starved millions of people in Ukraine and adjacent areas, mm. saying they were all enemies of the state, mm -hmm. and covering up all the news about the genocide which preceded the Holocaust. But, but one atrocity is kind of like the model for the next. Mm -hmm. So just... Spell his name and look him up, D-U-R-A-N-T-Y, Walter Durante. Walter Duranty. I yeah. definitely have heard the name before. I'm not okay. familiar with his it's work. It's really an infamous name, and the New York Times, he was their mm -hmm. golden boy in the Ukraine. And years later, a group told the uh, New York Times, hey, uh, this guy was a top liar. Why don't you... Uh, you know, uh, well, if he's associated with, all with, with any of that, you'd have to believe he's a liar. Mike, i got to let you go. Thank you for your call. Last call of the day. Between round bagels, last call of the day, and it's going to be Albert in Southington. Albert, welcome to the show. Hi, Pastor. Well, qu yeah, quickly, uh, the, the, um, the war in uh, Ukraine, and, and uh, Ukraine is more complicated than, than we think. You know, it's like uh, half of East, uh, Ukraine's like eastern part. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like um, they don't even speak Ukrainian and they right. identify as the Russians because mm -hmm. uh, Ukraine was never an independent country before um, uh, 1990. Mm -hmm. So uh, another other thing, you know, I don't think uh, Putin is going to let it go because uh, it's NATO and uh, his footsteps, you know, and uh, we had agreement that... Um, uh, that we we not uh, expand the NATO to Ukraine uh, before. So uh, and Ukraine is it's, it's democracy they say, but it's it's, it's police state. They they uh, like um, uh, destroy any opposition, and it's it's more complicated than. Well, it's a, uh, it's, a, it's, a it's a it's a it's it's an emerging democracy, Putin. right? They they're not quite a democracy yet. No, no, and the guy said to push Putin. It's very risky to uh, risk nuclear war. Yeah. Over Ukraine and yeah. we we like a Poland or um, or Lithuania is in NATO, so we have mm -hmm. agreements. But you know it's it's very risky, and uh, mm. I don't think uh, you know Putin's going to let it go. Okay, Albert, thank you. I got, I'm going to put you on hold. You won the bagels for uh, uh, between rounds bagels, six months of bagels. I'm going to put you on hold, and Matt's going to take your information. Thank you so much for calling, guys. That's it. We're out of time. Show's over. Thank you so much. Good calls today for a Monday. Mondays are slow, not today. Happy Valentine's Day. God bless you guys. Keep warm. It's going to be cold next couple of days, but spring's coming, I promise. Love you guys. God bless you, and I'll see you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.